This is a Founding Media podcast. Yo, 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 Badass Brigade. Welcome to Balance Badassery, your weekly fix of wellness wisdom. Again, I am your host, Ali Waddell. This week, we're talking about adventure and travel with my girl, Christina Schooler of The Rooted Method. We're hugging trees, talking about camping growing up, talking about how she works with clients to incorporate more adventure and travel into their lives from grounding outside to getting their asses out into the woods. So stay tuned. This week, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, adventure and travel. Adventure time, adventure time. And I got my girl, Christina, here, who is my queen of adventure. She takes people on adventures. She has adventures of her own, so I can't wait for her to share her insight of how you can have more adventure in your fucking life because how are you going to be healthy and have some fun if you're just lame hanging out at your house by yourself? (laughs) Christina, can you introduce yourself to the Badass Brigade, please? Sure. My name is Christina Schooler. I am the founder of The Rooted Method, an outdoor education service and retreat business. Um, I take private groups into the wilderness and teach them rewild skills. Yes. (laughs) Rewild skills. I mean, first off, let's just get a good definition of what rewild means to you for sure to me rewilding means accepting where you are in the human journey Mm -hmm. um i think so much about rewilding is reclaiming the human experience you know we have all our micro day-to-day routines and things that you know we have to do we have our kids our our jobs our mortgages but really what my service is trying to do is get you out of that routine it's kind of break you out of what you do day to day so you can get perspective and so you can get out of the chatter that you hear in your head mm-hmm. so you can be more in tune and in harmony with yourself and each other mm-hmm. Why do you think that that's so important, especially kind of in today's society? I think we, I mean, I think it's it's a given that we are so overstimulated that it's hard to hear our own voice. Mm-hmm. So even if you're seeing a therapist or even if you are, you know, going to yoga, eating, doing all the things that it can seem overwhelming in the amount of tasks that you have simply because we just do have more stimulation. So I really try to spread the message that if you want to get more back in alignment, back into the rhythms and the seasons of life that you really need to physically and mentally get out into a place too that it doesn't mean you have to like throw your cell phone in the water, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm not like take it away from you, but it just means that you really have some time to disconnect and just be with your thoughts Mm -hmm. in the natural world. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you, why did you discover kind of this, this way to kind of get back in tune with yourself? I mean, I definitely, um, I really, I grew up in an outdoors family, but I really got serious about it when I decided to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was a very personal choice. And being the sensitive person I am, I knew it was just hindering me from my life. And because of that, when I really quit that, it allowed me to kind of broaden my mindset and really jump into exploring more of what I love and having the energy and time to do it. Mm-hmm. And what have you found most people is the big takeaway? Like, say they're they're new to, like, they've never done this before. Right. They're city slickers. They live, and maybe they didn't come from camping right. families or outdoor-centered families. Right. 
what is kind of a big takeaway that people have when when you take them out for the first time and mm-hmm. like camp like well, in a tent yeah no well it's funny actually the people that you mentioned are most of my clients I know you know so you know, yeah. You're like, I know but um you know what I see first it's really interesting is the first day I kind of feel people's shoulders are up you know like that kind of like walking around a little bit stiff and I seriously at the end of day two it's like relaxation like I see people's bodies and minds just relaxing you know when you're around someone you can tell if they're just kind of holding it it's like when they get there everyone's like sussing around the situation like Anna Animals do, like people do. And then the second day, everyone's just hanging. Mm. It's really special. It's really my favorite part about what I do is seeing people relax into themselves and each other. Mm. And these people come from different backgrounds. You know, I've had clients from Japan, New York, like all over. And it's kind of bringing people outside your circles so you can expand and connect. Mm-hmm. So explain to people what, um, what kind of one of your adventures would look like. So my signature trip I do is called Desert Dreams. Um, It happens four times a year in Big Bend National Park. It's four nights. And what that looks like is the first three nights we are camping. I provide all the gear, all the food. And then the fourth night we're staying in a really cool eco Airbnb or two in Terralingua. And I do that because I want people to have the experience of getting dirty, you know, kind of getting in the outdoors, but also ending their experience with time to kind of like in a way, like, clean and reflect. You know, you get to shower, and you get to come back to relative society and Terralingua and sit together and really reflect on the experience. Yeah, it's kind of the integration exactly. practice of the camping. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, because I'm not what I'm, I'm teaching. I'm not teaching people to, you know, just bushcraft and go into the wilderness. Naked and afraid. <laughs> I actually interviewed for that show. <laughs> Didn't oh. go on it though. <laughs> oh god, damn it! I yeah, wish mom, you would have made my it. Mo- my mom had a little bit of a heart attack. She's like, no. <gasps> so anyway, this long story. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe that could be your next yeah, retreat. Maybe. <laughs> so, what do you think are some ways that people can start to incorporate adventure into their life? There's trips like yours, but what are some other ways that you think that maybe people could start incorporating that in? And even even a baby step way. Totally. That's a really, really good question, something I'm passionate about. One of the first things I tell people to do that are just starting is to take off your shoes as much as you can. Oh, <laughs> that's an awesome tip, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, really. Um, you know, the earth is one giant battery, mm-hmm. and we evolved to be barefoot. And the more we have connection with the earth, the soil, the water, the stone, the more we're energized. I mean, I really start people there, um, and it really has helped a lot of my clients and a lot mm-hmm. of my community. Another tip is just going outside, even if you live in an apartment on your porch, and breathing in nature. Just seeing what that's like, even for 10 minutes a day, five minutes even, just to face your head towards the sun, deep breathe. I mean, it'll immediately get you out of your kind of like micro story that you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. So kind of ground with your feet and kind of uplift with your breath. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, grounding is actually, I mean... Studies have just shown, I mean, just the power of grounding itself. But And then just being in the sun and being outside and what that actually does is just a general state change. Like, my, I'm a big fan of, like, if you're sitting, like, set a timer and just get outside and walk. Like, people want to make it super complicated, and I'm like, it's really not complicated. 
know. And I was actually listening to an interview with Tony Robbins and um, Marie Florio, and he and she was like, if you could give one person a piece of advice, what would you do? Like, like if they're stressed or pent up, and he was like, go jump in a body of water. And I was like, yes. You know, like it's so it's so much more simple than we think because we're so we've intellectualized our world. We do. We're animals. We just gotta get out. Yeah. Do what do you teach people? Actually, I know you do. But what <laughs> what are the different skills that you teach people like while they're on retreat with totally. you? And what are some skills that people could start? You know, say they don't have access mm-hmm. to to meeting you. What are some skills that people could start to develop that would be fun for them to then be for able sure. to practice out in the world? For sure. Um, so the some of the skill, skills I teach are how to plan and execute a basic camping trip. Like, what does that even look like if you've never touched a backpack before or, or a tent? I teach people how to not be afraid, you know, like to mitigate the fear aspect Uh, of um, going out far. Um, I teach a lot of women about how to, um, you know, how to deal with female hygiene in the (laughs) backcountry. It's one of my biggest questions I get. It's like, what do I do when this happens? Okay, let's talk about this. Um, You know, but I think that if people are starting their own journey in developing camping skills, I really, wherever you are in the world, is recommend going to your local like outdoor co-op or REI. They have tons of classes. Like if you've really never had any exposure, those are really good places to start. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually they're very low cost, like 10 to 15 bucks, or if you have a membership, they're free. Um, Another one... um, Another thing to do is, um, I'll leave a couple book recommendations, but really just as much as you can, you have to in the camping and outdoor world, get your hands dirty. You know, it's really, I mean, that's just the reality of it is it's not going to go easy your first time, probably not your second or third time. Like it, it's like exercising a muscle, you know, the more you have to get uncomfortable to get to the place where you feel comfortable doing it often. Yeah. I love that you that one of the things that you address is fear because I actually think that's mm-hmm. a big thing when people think about travel and adventure is like they're telling themselves or they're telling the world that they don't have time or they don't have the resources, financial or otherwise, right. or they don't have whatever. But really, when you start to unpack, like, why haven't you traveled? Why haven't you done these things that you say are on your bucket list or that you say you want to incorporate? And when you really start to unpack it, there is some fear around all. It can be all kinds of things, worthiness or I'm going to hurt myself or I'm going to put my family in danger and we're going to get eaten by bears. Right. (laughs) You know, and so what are some of the ways you help people First off, to recognize that maybe that's what's coming up, and then how do they process and kind of go through that? You know, um, I I like to say if there's a, a real fear initially, it's almost like in the beginning, like microdosing. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds weird, but it's like it, it try going out for a day. Don't go from I'm just doing my workouts inside and that's all I've ever known to camping for eight days. <laughs> you know, and people that's where people jump to. They jump to I want to do. I've never been on a day hike, but I want to go camping. So I think that it's really important to just practice in your city or in your park, just being outside alone, like in, in a place that's safe, you know, yeah. um, as much as you can or with your kids where you have to rely on yourself and just warming up to that feeling. Mm. Like in a place you know is safe, basically, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Where yeah. if it's a local park or even if it's just a little hike outside your city, um, just telling you know, your loved one, where you're going and when you'll be back, because doing that, you also make sure that someone else knows where you are. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge piece of safety. Like, even when I go in the green belt, I'll tell my boyfriend, like, hey, I'm going to be out for three hours by myself. You know, I'll be back around this time if you don't hear from me 
call. And that's a really good thing that one of my outdoor mentors told me about when teaching people about how to warm up is just if you want to go by yourself, tell them where you're going, tell them how long. That way, nothing bad can happen because someone else knows. Uh, yeah, that's just a general life tip. <laughs> no, but you'd be surprised. I, I mean, it's, it, right? is, it is just a general life tip. Like, I feel the same way about driving. Like, driving somewhere yeah. long. Like, I'm going to Houston. Tell somebody you're driving to Houston. Because if nobody knows, and then you're gone. Right. <laughs> no, People true. are going to be like, what the fuck happened to Allison? It's true. It gives She's you layer la- la- of cushioning. Yeah. And so I... I, I was very lucky. I mean, like you, I came from a very outdoorsy mm-hmm. family, like our thing. I yeah. think number one, now looking back, we camped a lot because we were broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like we just didn't have money for vacation. So it was like we're, yeah. we're campers. Oh, yeah. Oh, but sure. now it's such a skill set that I'm like, oh, thank God we right? were campers. I'm so gra- grateful for my father who, like, instilled that. Me too. Like, I don't have any – it's – it's interesting that somebody would be scared of like staying outside oh, in a tent. I know. But then I have friends that are like, "You're gonna be out in Big Ben by yourself <laughs> yeah. with, oh. with just you and Ken." Yeah, yeah I was right. like, "Yes, yes. <laughs> there, there's no showers." What? You know, like there's a cool river though. <laughs> yeah, and there's javelinas that are a little kind of scary to be quite honest. Yeah, with. yeah. <laughs> they make a lot of noise. <laughs> Um, but it, it is fascinating to then incorporate, you know, to, to, to talk to people and unpack those thought processes of like, you came from just such a different environment than, than I did. And that there's baby step ways to do everything. I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, man, you're worried about camping, rent a trailer the first time and go to a, go to a little camping trailer park. I go, then you're, you're kind of. Camping. Or go glamping. glamping. Go rent. You know, a, go sleep in a teepee. Yeah. Like you know, go sleep in even in a cabin that doesn't have Wi-Fi. You know, like start, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start cutting off the Wi-Fi first. <laughs> I love that, but I do think it's another one of those things that travel for so many people feels like it needs to be this Instagram grandiose. I need to bring my fucking tripod. And, totally. And my whatever the hell else I'm going to do, and I'm going to take these amazing photos of doing a handstand on a cliff. Oh, my God, right. <laughs> Mine's like, here's my phone. I'm just going to try a little bit, you know, when I'm by yeah. myself. Yeah, and I, so I think for a lot of people, travel can be one that feel very pressure. Absolutely. Like pressure-driven, and I like that you have figured out a way to put some ease into it and allow people to be like, Listen, this is about you, and this is, is about you connecting with others, be that your family or your friends or yourself or whatever that looks like. Um, so do you have people that come to you and be like, I need this amazing camping grandiose adventure can you orchestrate that for me and then you have to like walk them back off the cliff <laughs> back from the no cliff. I do I do help people with that like mm-hmm. I um especially families you know like I'll, I'll help a lot you know that the only kind of like private you know one-on-one um client sessions I do with people are mostly with families you know that really mm-hmm. do want it because they have kids and obviously want to go with themselves so I do have kind of a way that I walk people through the process of like you know where are you going how are you getting there I kind of walk them through a 10-page process that I've laid out to mitigate that fear so it makes it more easy because the thing is once you've done it once and it's easy you felt what it's like to be out camping and you want it again it only takes your first great camping trip to be like 
holy shit, what have I been missing right now? Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's so fun. I mean, my sister and her husband are, like, legit campers. Like, going there all the time. Yeah, they live in Colorado, and they have a whole section of their garage that's all their camping stuff packed in giant tubs. That's me. And they back up their <laughs> truck, and they go like this, clink, 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 and then they get to the place, and it is like some orchestrated amazingness. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody has their jobs, and she's like, bam, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, she has an oven. I mean, she has like everything. All of her mails are playing. I was like, that is highly fucking impressive. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and so she's, but again, now she's instilled that in both of my my niece and my nephew, right. who now my niece is in college, and now she takes her friends. See? Like Now she's the one, and she had, you know, she got a Subaru because she's like, I've well, Subaru. Because I, <laughs> I got to go camping. Yeah, like, right, right. And then I'm putting on my friends who also don't know how to camp, like, in the back. And so it really is, I think it's such a cool and important skill Thing to teach your kids not only just camping but this sense of adventure and that you're this person on this planet absolutely that you can explore and that can look all kinds of ways um and so i i do i it's funny that when i first go through you know kind of my wheel of badassery with clients and i have this adventure question adventure travel question and i'm awesome. like score yourself on where you are and a lot of people some people are really high and some people are very low and very few people are in the middle yeah <laughs> and it's it's an interesting thing to to talk to people about because they're like i wouldn't think that this had to do with wellness I get totally, <laughs> totally. And I think for me and my business and my, my philosophy for me, it's, I think it should be addressed before anything else because it's, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. It's about your perspective because if you aren't in the right mindset and you can't step outside yourself, then it's, you know, it's harder to, um, go along the journey. You have to be able to step outside constantly, be able to like remove yourself and look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I've found for people is just, I think some people need a permission slip. Like some people need a little bit of a permission slip. Like, I need you to plan two trips a year. Like, for a lot of people, like, I'm like, I just need you to do something. Right? Like, I don't care what it is. But you have to get out of your, of this wheel of, a, like, just normal life. I mean. Because you just lose all perspective of what you want. You want to pull some, like, gratitude into your life. Go don't shower for five days. See, no, no, and actually, okay, so what some of my clients say after my trips is when I get feedback is they say, like, this trip really made me appreciate my shower. It really made me appreciate, like, my dog or, you know, because it does. You realize how much we are so lucky, like, how much we have and how much we don't need. That's also the other thing that I think is super important, especially about traveling either by yourself or, like, very lean, you know, not fancy travel, Mm -hmm. is, like, you really realize very quickly, like, the importance of minimalism and how much space your shit is taking up, not just in your life, but in your brain and in your, like, soul space, is, like... If I can go and, like, be bare bones, you know, me and Ken have an Airstream. We can live in that thing for weeks at a time. Right, you know that you can. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, if shit hits the fan, we're good. That's what my boyfriend's (laughs) saying, too. I'm like, I'm like, don't worry. We're fine. The apocalypse happens. You can kill some food. I can catch a fish. (laughs) I know how to cook. Like, there is a lot of amount. There's so many people struggling with 
having confidence and and assurance and feeling self-responsible. And I'll tell you what fucking does that. Knowing that you can take care of yourself if shit ever hits the fan. (laughs) I cannot tell you. No, seriously, it does. Because especially, like, when I was going through, like, my sobriety in the early days, I was like, shit, can't take care of myself. And, you know, really honing in on my camping skills and... I mean, it changed my life. Obviously, that's why I'm doing what I do. And using your hands, too. Like, oh, we're, all, yeah. we're behind computers. We're on our phones. Like, it gets you in back into the human experience of, like, being an animal and using mm-hmm. your hands. Yeah. And it gives you happiness and joy. Yeah. And we did this shit for millions for of millions years. For millions of years. It's like, you need to know how to make a fire. Have you read uh, Sapiens? <laughs> oh, get, of course. It's like, one, it's like one of my one of my foundational books. <laughs> for sure. Everybody <laughs> should read that. Yes, you should. Um... Yeah, and so I do think it's this process of like, and it's and again, it's a self knowledge and self awareness practice mm-hmm. of like going out. Your shit, especially with those you love the most, yes, your shit will come up real. Oh yes, fast. It's like you're not putting up the tent right. Well, you're not helping. <laughs> yeah, it teaches you know? communication dynamics. Yeah, and it teaches you like how to differ- differentiate what who's doing what and how do you communicate those things. It's amazing like, you know, it's like everything, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything and when you get out of your normal routine and you have to then again create a new routine, it's so fascinating to watch people's dynamics and how that ends up coming out and you're like Ooh, this is a fun little sociology experiment. Oh, yeah. This is what I think all the time. I'm like, oh, I love watching this. <laughs> Have you had shit go down in one of your... No. You know, I've been pretty lucky, honestly. You haven't had, like, one real wacky person? No, that just I, I haven't. <laughs> no, you're, like, I... you're kicked off the yeah. island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... You know, I really have been lucky. I have really a great, like, assistance that helped me and has made it flawless. But I've had a couple, like, like you know, in terms of people, yeah, just not being comfortable in the beginning. But yeah, not, they got past it the second day. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It happens. What's the longest uh, adventure you've been on solo? Solo? Mm-hmm. 12 days. Where was that? Alaska. How was that? It was amazing. I went to Denali National Park and Kenai Fjords National Park. So uh. I did, like, half and half. Whoa. And I got to see Denali. Yeah, life changing. This is actually like when it gave it gave me the big push to start my business. It's it. That was the trip that gave me the big like. Okay, this is I'm if t- I can do this. If I can <laughs> do this. Yeah, and and I felt that you know that human collective exp- you know feeling in my body and just I knew that I tapped into something that I wanted to share with people. Mm-hmm. So what is your long term goal for Rooted? My long term goal is that it becomes a practice that people can use within their own communities and families. Um, Yeah, I want, I I really am exploring it being something that, more of a methodology. Like, you know, it's not something like, nature and the experience outdoors is so broad. You know, you sometimes you can't pinpoint what that means exactly, but Mm -hmm. I want to provide people with the beginning steps and the process of like, what it even looks like to not only go out and camp, but have like a relationship with nature to like Mm -hmm. be sustainable and to have a symbiotic relationship with the earth. So they know the importance of going out and experiencing it. Okay, well, that fits perfectly into what I want to talk about. Um, so tell me tell me the beginnings of the method. How do people develop that connection and relationship with nature in your view? Like what would be <clears throat> some of the steps that everybody could start to do? Well, I think first of all, it all comes down to your mind. I mean, I can't 
you know, you have to prime your mind into being in the right mindset to receive any new information, to mm. start a process. So, I mean, I mean, it sounds like a broken record. I think I mentioned this, but breathing. Like, I literally, so one of the first things I do when everyone gets to a workshop or a retreat is I talk about breathing. Mm-hmm. Before you start anything new, before you go into anything stressful, because you're allowing new information in. Mm-hmm. So if you go outside and you just step in the sunshine and you've been on a stressful call, you're probably not going to experience it very well if you don't stop for two minutes and just breathe. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. I talk a lot about breathing, like ways you can breathe how you can breathe different like I use like three different methods like Wim Hof is one of them that I use which I know you've talked about um, my favorite <laughs> it's my favorite yeah I use a lot um mm. I for myself um so that's the first step and then I mean there's a lot of other steps to it but really I spend the first like you know a few hours and chapters that I'm working on and explaining the mindset of it because mm. I can't have you do something in, until you are recognizing the potential in yourself. You recognize that you deserve to have fun, that you deserve to go out there. You deserve it. And it's part of your human experience. Like explaining that, that no matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, like you deserve to feel good and have fun and be a part of a community. Oh, fuck to the yes. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I think that is speaks to the heart of kind of everything I teach, which is, first off, I think we've taken a lot of the fun out of wellness. It's yeah. like everything is so goddamn serious, and it's like, oh, my gosh, the whole point of this it's is so a- that you can have a lot of fun. Like, yeah, and that's why I love what you do is you're so open and just raw, and we're animals, and we mess up, and we do shit wrong, but we also laugh, and it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. It's, it's fine. all fine. But I just love that, and so really getting back to kind of that heart of the matter, which is like mindset in the end. Even when it comes to traveling the world is really where it comes back to. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and practicing it daily. Like, yeah. even if, it, if it's simply waking up and, like, for me in the morning, I tell myself, like, I'm human. I deserve a great day. Oh, like, that's a good mantra. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> helps me, though. And yeah. I notice the days when I don't do it, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, forgot that this morning. But, you know, it's it, it, it's in like a muscle. You know, the more you do it, I mean, I can tell in the days that I haven't done that, that I haven't yeah. meditated, even for just, like, five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, we're going to go into some rapid-fire questions. Okay. Are you Ooh. ready? Ready. What is, well, you just started it, so let's finish it. Mm-hmm. What does your morning routine look like? My morning routine, I wake up at 5 a.m., and I light some incense. I grab a big glass of water. What kind of incense? It's um, a uh, Nag Champa. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, and then I grab a glass of warm lemon water. I drink it and I sit and I usually p- turn on some Indian flute music and I Indian flute. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. and I uh, I usually will do either Wim Hof breathing or my own kind of long breathing for about five minutes okay. and then I will sit and v- mentally tell myself what I'd like to achieve for the day and it isn't like do great today it's very specific you know <laughs> it's very much like I would like to um, I'm I am going to do X Y Z okay. specific and yeah. it helps a lot. I love That's that. That's my first, like, kind of 30 minutes. What is one thing that you believe that people think you're crazy for? I think people think I'm crazy for crystals. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that could be one yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, people think I'm crazy for, obviously, camping. People think I'm <laughs> like, like, I get that thing, like, oh, Christina, the crazy camper. You know, like, she's out in the woods. And I'm like, Probably. <laughs> Nature girl. Yeah, my boyfriend's like, wait, where'd you go? Oh, okay, you're just <laughs> literally out. Nature. So, yeah, That's yeah. good. Yeah, no, 
mean, I get that for sure. Like, I love working with the elements in my own day. Like, so crystals, water, um, trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being with them. Oh, I love that. Okay, <laughs> final question. Okay. Two-parter. What advice would you give to your younger self? And you can tell me how old she is. And what advice would your 90-year-old self give you today? I would definitely give to my, you know, like, early, like, 23 to 26-year-old self. I think that was a really important part, time for me, is that don't give a fuck about what other people think. That's so hard. <laughs> no, I know, right? I sit there and say that it's hard. But I, but I mean that, I don't mean it as in a flippant way. I mean it mm-hmm. in a way is you, if you can really trust that voice inside you, if mm-hmm. you can follow it, your life is going to be great. Yeah. It really, if you can learn to trust it. Mm-hmm. Um, my nine-year-old self, what, are you saying what would she say to me now? Mm-hmm. I think my nine-year-old self would say that you're on the right path to helping people connect to Mother Nature. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> she would say that because <laughs> <Yeah>. you are. Because <laughs> I see it all the time. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Is there any final things or things that you would like to share with the Badass oh, Brigade? Just don't underestimate the power of a tree or a river. Just simply going and sitting by it. That's all I'll say. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. I So, side note, is my dad is obsessed with trees. Oh, I mean, my, dad's a scu- my dad's a sculptor, and he's obsessed with trees, has been obsessed with trees his whole life. He builds everything out of That's wood. That's so cool. And so, to find another... <laughs> you know, weird, a tree soul, a weird tree person. Is That's me for it, sure. It's awesome. Like he drives by and he's like, "Hold on, we need to stop and look at the tree." <laughs> That's me. I go knock on people's doors. I'm like, "I'm go look at your tree." <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Yeah. So, have you been outside today? Go on, go outside. Stand in the sun. Take some deep breaths. Thank Christina for reminding us how to be badass and fill our lives with adventure and travel. The Balanced Badassery team includes me, Allie Waddell, our producer, Myra Gossett, our sound engineer, Jake Wallace. And I want to give a big shout out. Thank you to the entire group of Founding Austin for all of their support. Balanced Badassery is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast, You can follow me on social media at Allie Waddell, A-L-L-I-W-A-D-D-E-L-L. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.